0: Welcome back to Witches in Space. Uh, We're back again this week, and we're going to get into mental health, a different take from what we did last week. What did we do last week? The COVID and chill?
1: Right. Yes. COVID and chill.
0: (laughs) So, you know, I'm the one that brought this topic up, but I wanted to ask you, what is your opinion on mental health? Like, do you believe that it's real?
1: My opinion on mental health? Well, I think it is really very real. And I do think mental health actually is has been on the rise recently, lately. I mean, there's scientific proven facts that confirm that, that our future generation are, are suffering more anxiety, depression, insomnia, a variety of different things.
0: Do you think that's the way society has been progressing or pandemic or what do you think it I mean I about really it?
1: I mean honestly I couldn't really tell you I mean it could be how evolution is taking toll but also you know it could be carbon mm-hmm. levels in the air are so much higher than it was from the past 800,000 years the less oxygen that's in the air the less our brain can function more proficient, I guess I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Hopefully I'm making sense. I so, know. I've
0: know. i never heard it from this perspective.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that also can be a link to maybe why the rise in mental health. And they and also they also predicted like in the next 100, 200 years that it, high thinking, like complex ideas, strategy, thinking like that is going to get harder because it's just going to take too much energy. Because Of the lack of oxygen in the air, if we keep pumping all the carbon that we're
0: mm-hmm.
1: currently park- pumping in the atmosphere right now,
0: I definitely think that is a part of it. I think it's just the way the world has matured. One, because you're right, we don't, we are not eco friendly. <laughs> but instead of attacking large companies, they attack the little man like, oh, you should be throwing away your plastic bags or you can be using this, this, and that. Besides, well, why don't we yell at this company that's dumping literally? Upon gallons of oil into the ocean, or dumping their trash, right? We're going to blame the the average man. That's definitely one thing. And I can't speak for other countries, but I definitely know in America, a lot of the systems put into place to support its citizens have gone away. You know, rent here. There's no state in the U S. where you make minimum wage that will pay rent in the U S.
1: It's a so, lot of stress, and stress right. also links to mental health. And yeah. It's real.
0: It's a very real thing. It does. And to me, I wanted to pick this topic because it's it's really something near and dear to my heart because of my own journey. I had a little bit of a, I don't know, troubled childhood or whatever, but honestly, uh, something that a counselor recently said to me kind of just clicked it for me. and I've never felt more heard than I did with every person I've spoke to in the military. You know, I get wonderful health care. <laughs> That was sarcasm if any mm-hmm. I, um, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, I this is my first time seeing this psychiatrist, and she was talking to me, and you know, they gotta get kind of like a backstory on you, and so I'm talking to her and telling her this, telling her that. And she stopped me and she's like, Do you realize you have ADHD? And I was like, What? And she's like, You randomly daydream, and I've done that since a child since I was a child, I would just daydream. She's like, you daydream mid conversation, you have trouble focusing, you can't stay with more like a hobby more than a week, you hyper focus on one type of food, you won't eat anything else. I was she's like, you she's like, you know, I can't properly diagnose you as of right now without, you know, the testing or whatever they do. But she's like, you she's like, does anyone in your family have it? And I was like, (laughs) I told her, I was like, I don't know about you. But unfortunately, with a lot of ethnic families met people they don't believe in mental health someone I really don't yeah I was like I I honestly wouldn't know
1: I mean growing up mama you know we I never we never even heard of it and if we showed any kind of sign that was off mentally it was shrugged off or looked upon like what are you doing you know it wasn't understood so and that's crazy so and I you know it took me as an adult going through my journeys, learning myself as well, to realize, yeah, mental health is a real thing out there, you know. And I'm just so glad, you know, we were I'm just so glad, honestly, that we're not a product of our environment. Definitely (laughs) kind of overcome all the all those obstacles that we had to go through as a childhood. But I can relate to you about daydreaming and stuff because I, I did that all the time, too, as a child. I mean, I know I remember plenty of times coming to you, like, with stories that have come up just from being lost in your head. And But, I mean, I don't know. It could have been a totally different situation or story, My you know, coming from me because it's just we really
0: had nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. But our fashion. imagination and um yeah everything's different of course but and the thing is you know that it can be a symptom of so many things and why it was so amazing for me to feel heard like that because she was like kids with ADHD especially women usually aren't diagnosed until their 30s or 40s and she's like it's crazy because they only study men (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they recognize it in men and children mostly and she's like that's how a lot of women get diagnosed as well is because if it's, it's usually genetic, if they see it in a child, most likely it came from a parent. And I was like, that is crazy that even in their adulthood, they, mind <laughs> yeah, they're like, even in their adulthood, it isn't because they pinpointed it from them, they pinpointed it from someone else still. And it was yeah. like, well, that's a, just a, another wonderful way women aren't seen or heard. That's great. But when, people with right. ADHD are more likely to experience low self esteem, depression and anxiety, And I'm diagnosed with MDD and anxiety, which is major depressive disorder and anxiety. My major depressive disorder is because my body doesn't produce the right hormones. And of course, anxiety just, it's just like, you know, it's just like a one Anxiety runs in
1: all of us, though. I have it, Noah has it. Well,
0: you know, I can only do this as a theory because, you know, you can never pinpoint things, but a lot of mainly people with anxiety, because I, you know, I can say that mine could come from IPCS as well. It's great. IPCOS. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I have ADHD, but I can say that if all of us collectively have, collectively have anxiety, a lot of times that's from when parents make you feel responsible for how they feel. Well, yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. Anxiety too. and people pleasing come from kids that are made to re- feel responsible for how their parents feel. Like mm-hmm. that, I, make, that makes sense. It's kind of like you're telling me that as a child, I should have to fix my relationship with my parent. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to heal myself. If that is important to the parent, then they will reach out and they will speak to me. It's kind of sense from childhood to where a lot of parents, one, forget that their children are their own person. So when they don't turn out the way they want it, they're not (coughs) happy with their child. That's something that's commonly seen. And then another thing is where, the parent isn't emotionally stable, so that they rely on this the kids as a therapist. Yeah, and that's I mean, not the kid's I, mean, I feel like no. you would understand that more than anybody. I has. do. I'm, <laughs> I'm you I know, you're know. like,
1: yeah, you're speaking to me, like you're speaking to my heart almost, because it's like I, I feel you, I feel it, I, I know, I understand, and that makes all complete sense. Why I probably have the issues I do as an adult, that you know, I try not to dwell on it. And and just move past it. I don't even like thinking about it anymore because it's just like I'm done. I'm it's new. I'm starting fresh and new. I want to be mentally clear, like healthy and (laughs) I'm happy. I'm here. So, you know, I forgive. I forgave. I mean, I forgave a lot of people and a lot of things that happened because it's just holding all that bitter and stuff just doesn't yeah. do anything and it does it mentally affects you all that stress and stuff so you know and it sucks sometimes you got to let toxic things go toxic people go even people that you love but in the end you really got to do what's best for your mental health
0: oh yeah i always hear you know you at the end of the day their family there's i don't believe in that at all cuz to me if someone's going to hurt you whether they're family friend coworker whatever then you don't need to be in my life. And I think it that doesn't is, mean you don't love
1: them. It doesn't mean it you doesn't check up on them every now and then, or, or include them in
0: some, but at the same sense, yeah, you separate that value. It's balance, better, better to keep people at a distance. Like I will say, yeah. I'm not going to name the family member, but me being further away from this family member has bettered our relationship. It's better to word. Yes, maybe. But anyways, it's, no, <laughs> the girl at work said much more better earlier. And I think it stuck with me. But um, it has improved our relationship that I'm further away now. And they're able to reach out. And I what I explained to someone was that, yeah, this is bare minimum to most people. But because I know that person, I know that's effort to them. So I appreciate at the very least that they put that effort into at least ask me how I'm doing. Right? Right. And I I tell people all the time, you take the person for what they are and look at what their definition of effort is. Because my youngest, when I was expecting myself out of other people, I was expecting people to love me the way that I love them. And I was just being consistently hurt and let down. Because I'm like, why don't they love me like I love them?
1: And at the same time,
0: it wasn't that they didn't love me at all. It was just like, sometimes I actually heard this on a (laughs) Oprah, ten-gallon person's born to a person that's only able to give you a cup of water, and it's sad. It is, and a lot of kids are hurt that way because they're born to broken people or people that aren't happy with themselves or in their life, whatever the case may be. But I, like I said, I think it's just our job to fix ourselves as we get older. Yeah, and you know, it either it makes us or
1: break us. And yeah, and a lot of times, a lot of people can't overcome that. It's hard. Life is hard, and I do believe mental health is is. Or mental illness rather is real, and it is it is on the rise, you know, from probably numerous reasons,
0: yeah. I think there is definitely a lot that plays into it. I was looking at a couple things online before we got on. like I was because I know that the suicide the suicide rate in men is higher than in women, one times more for males versus females. And then also, I looked at the numbers for civilians versus veteran men and, men and women. Same thing men are higher in both instances and it's incredibly weird but at the same time I get it because you know no I like I said in our previous episode the curse of man I don't dis men in any way because they can't process emotional well but I know it's because right. of how our society is and that they're not they're not teaching them how to adequately adequately experience that and process it so and it
1: does, I mean you know pain also it, it crosses over Oh, yeah. generations and generations and confusion and, and stress and health even yeah. you know, through genetics. Definitely. So it's, um, you know, and that also could be almost kind of like one of those balls that go down a hill and it's like, and they get bigger and bigger and bigger, the more they get, they come down, you know, because they're gathering all this debris from all around it. Yeah. And that's kind of what could happen. I forgot what, I think snowball effect. There we go. Yeah. And, Now they're just kind of at the end of this hill. And this is where all the mental illness is is coming out of.
0: Something interesting, because, you know, that reminds me of generational trauma. I learned that water retains memory and they don't know how yet. And that made me think you're literally come from your mother's body. What if the body, because it's made out of what 90% water passes on? The trauma that generations (laughs) and countries. Dude, it's crazy. I was thinking it. I went down a rabbit hole. Is that science cool? See, you're into science. I like some things. Science is awesome. Is it though? But I was (laughs) like, I was looking at the numbers. So for civilian men, the percentage of suicides, and this was for 2019, was twenty point nine percent for civilian men, and for veterans, it was thirty two point one percent for women civilian, like no military affiliation was 5.2%, incredibly low. And then for veteran women was 28.7%. So huge jump for women as veterans. And the reason I bring veterans into this is because I'll be a veteran soon myself. And this really concerns me as a, I don't know if I ever spoke about my job on the podcast before, but I'm a career counselor. And I counsel these kids as they're getting out. And don't go wrong, not all of them are kids, obviously, most some are retiring. People get out of different stages in their career. And that's one thing I, I constantly preach to these people. I'm like, hey, I know you're losing your benefits from the government. But there are so many resources out there. They have online counseling now. There's churches that will actually give you counseling based on your income. There's like so many places that you can reach out now for more affordable help. Even friends, family, do you have a support system? Like I go over all of this with them because I just remember the few instances I've remembered talking to people that were considering suicide. I had a, we're not friends anymore. I had a good friend a couple of years ago and he's, He's not military, but I was on my ship at the time and I, at four in the morning, he tried to call me. I was like, that's really weird. And I used to have to get up super early to be at the ship on time and I was going to go to the gym. So I was like, I need to try and call me. So I went into the bathroom on the ship where there's like this little hole to the outside where you could get service. And I called him and he sounded messed up. He was messed up out of his mind. And I just kept hearing him gulping. And I'm like, I was like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, Hey, answer me. And he was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I was like, dude, I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, talk to me. What's going on? And I remember hearing him gulping. And then he hung up on me. So I called him back. And I'm like freaking out because one, I'm on a ship. I, I'm in the military. I can't just take off. And two reasons, he lived in a different state as well. I lived a couple of states away. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like what is going on? And he sent me a picture pills, he had separated them on the bed, he was swallowing them in handfuls. And he had drank a whole bottle. I'm not a drinker, but I think it's called absence is the liquor he was drinking. Okay. So he drank a whole bottle of that by himself. And now he's swallowing pills with milk. Um, terrible combination. I hate milk. But anyways, that's not the point of the story. But I called him again. And I was like, if you don't tell me where you are right now, I will call, I'm gonna call the cops. I'm gonna call everyone. I'm a, and he's like, no, you're gonna send the cops here. And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I don't remember saying that for, it's been a couple of years, but I, I remember kind of talking to him, just keep him on the phone. And sure enough, I hung up on him and I went to his Facebook and I messaged everybody. In his friends list. So I mentioned his parents, his brother, his sister, everybody. I went down that list. And sure enough, I was in the bathroom trying to message everybody and I had to go check in for work. And people were like, why? That's crazy that you went to work. So and I'm like, unfortunately, in the military, I will get I could get in a lot of trouble for not showing up to work. So I got dressed real quick and went to work. And then I jumped on the computer and I logged back um, into Facebook on the work computer. And sure enough, his, uh, his mom had, it was either his mom or his dad had messaged me and they had sent the cops over to him to do a, uh, what are those checks that they do? The, the welfare, welfare
1: checks, checks, yeah.
0: They found him on the floor unconscious and they said if I wouldn't have told anyone, he would have died. Oh, well, that's awesome. I that mean, was the, not the last time I, I mean,
1: it's not awesome, but.
0: Right, I'm glad it was, that I it was a happy ending at least. And as soon as they catch you like that, they send you straight to rehab. So I couldn't check on him because they take your everything away from him. So he went to rehab and got cleaned up. And for my own personal or mental health, eventually later down the road I cut off that friendship because he just right. wasn't healthy as a person. Don't wrong, I'll always have love for him. He was he was a friend, a great friend when I needed it, but And
1: it's sad that you had to do that. I mean, I recently had to do that too. You know all about that. Yeah. And it's like, you love these people, but you also have to think about your own self and it's not being selfish. It's just your own mental health. We only have one life to live. So sometimes you do have to cut off that toxicness. And it's, I mean, I just feel like hopefully if anything, this podcast at least reaches out to people to go get help because therapy is you know, people also shun down therapy so much, right? Like, they, like, let's like, make it normal. Let's make it normal. It's it's an okay thing to go get help and talk to somebody, a, someone professional, these people are professionals. Mm-hmm. they went to school for it.
0: There is such a negative stigma on therapy. And I want to really encourage people to go even if there isn't anything wrong. Like if there was one point yeah, where I was just perfectly healthy and talk. stable, even now, like I'm I'm in a very good place. I'm, I'm married, love my husband, good life, stable, whatever. But I still go because it's a good place to vent. It's a non-biased person and they'll look at your life from a different perspective and give you a view on it right and right. some people if they really can't afford it i understand that but and that's another thing
1: why is it so expensive too like why doesn't insurance cover that we've
0: been into the american medical system so many times it comes up almost every podcast i know everyone um, everyone i'm hoping there's a lot of reform coming honestly there's so much unrest i feel like that's one thing that's coming down the pipeline is going to be changes to the American medical system and I'm crossing my fingers that they forgive student loans. Forgive it Come on. That's every day I check the news. I'm like, when are you gonna forgive my loan? But either way, it's kind of like it's such a double-edged sword for people because a lot of times they're embarrassed to go because of what things people have said to them and family. People can be very cruel and sometimes people are afraid. Like it's the I had a friend because when I was 21, she told me she's like, "You're gonna change so much in your 20s." And I was like, "Bitch, no." <laughs> I was like, "I've been the same loser my whole life. Come on." And you know, for the most part, I'm still the same person. The base of me stay the same, but I can definitely say my ideas and my maturity has changed. And it was crazy oh my to goodness. see that. Yeah, it was crazy to see that because yeah, the, oh,
1: I know, me too. Like looking back at myself
0: too, like <laughs> I used to say the dumbest shit, and I was. The most judgmental little shit. I'm <laughs> just a little asshole, like just angry at the world and all this stuff. And um, that was actually one of the original reasons I went to get counseling because in the, I don't know if you can relate to this. I think it's a military thing. Because so I actually mentioned it to daddy before that I literally woke up feeling angry. You know, like you literally had like, had a yelling match with somebody. You're just furious and you feel that waking up in the military. I woke up for sea duty every year, every day for five years, and I was just full of anger. <laughs> I was just like, it was so bad. I felt the heat in my chest as soon as I woke up. Like, I felt that heaviness. I was just an angry little shit. And I, you know, I was incredibly rude to people on the ship. I was just not in a good place. It was like I was working 16, 17, 18 hour days on deployment. I was just mean. <laughs> like, you you know, probably just, had
1: to be mean those
0: first um, couple of years. To people. Yes, you do got to be mean, but, um, but I didn't want to feel that way every day. Like, I just felt that burning in my chest every day. And I was oh, it's not healthy. Um, I didn't drink. Uh, I've, I've never been like a drinker or smoke or anything. But what I did is I noticed I let people treat me the way I shouldn't be treated. I let people walk all over me. Like friendship and relationship wise, I just, I dated people that weren't good for me because I felt that was all I deserved. And I took in a lot of shit and people pleased for friends that weren't really on the same level as I was with them, if that makes sense. So I was, I noticed this and I was like, God, I need to do something for me because it's ridiculous. And sure enough, I went and that's what I mentioned it to daddy, my father figure that I was going in and he, he told me that's actually common he had felt that too when he was in and that kind of blew my mind because in my mind growing up he was like the strongest person I know like never showed any emotion like he just knew what to do at all times so it just kind of blew my mind that that was something that happened I people mean, also service. it could be just you know
1: genetics So
0: you know just just an angry stungy. shit <laughs> yeah you <got> have <laughs> an
1: angriness in y'all's blood I don't
0: think anger know. is <laughs> genetic
1: it, yeah, it, yes, most definitely,
0: Nina. I
1: don't know about that one. Oh, yes. Yes. send me time. your
0: research on that one. No, I no, believe it.
1: We will we I'll I'll look it up for next oh, time and I'll
0: yeah. show you something. We'll Do a podcast all on anger management. Oh. <laughs> you know, but you know what people don't realize is anger is not an actual it's not one of the top emotions. It's actually in reaction to something else. That I means you're not processing something. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool when I learned that. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense because there's always something deeper, like bullies when they're angry and being mean to you, they're usually insecure or going something's going on at home. There's always something underlying that's going on with people that are just angry all the time. But right, like, you know, my, my own issues or whatever in the past, but I will say I appreciate the counseling system. That's why I, like I said, I brought this topic up because I really wanted to be open about it and let people know that it's okay to go get help. Like it's okay to reach out. Yeah. Even if it's not professional and you really need, like, a friend or someone to talk to, just pick someone you trust and sit the fuck down and be like, hey, like, it's one of the times I've learned when people are need to vent to me or talk to me, I ask them, like, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? Because if someone's trying to vent to you and you're like, oh, let me just give you a quick, logical answer to fix their problem, it makes them not feel heard. Because you're right. like, no, yeah, I already know what I'm going to do to fix it. But I, I want you to understand that this is hurting me or that this is upsetting me or this, this whatever the case may be. So I've learned to kind of just ask people, how can I support you in this moment?
1: Yeah, because you don't know what they want either. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I know I'm sometimes I, I'm not the best. person when someone comes to me with their problems, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <How awkward. laughs> um, I'm sorry, weird, awkward, Pat. <laughs> I mean, and that's but, okay, though. But then there's sometimes I do know what to say. And then sometimes not saying anything at all kind of helps people, just being right next to them.
0: Definitely. Sometimes people just want you to take them to fucking Starbucks. You know, like, everyone self-care. Everyone... Take me to get some tacos. <laughs> that's on those little hole-in-the-wall taco shops. Yeah. It, no, like, the food like, truck tacos. <laughs> so... Like no other. So I, like I said, I just think it self-care and venting can look different to people. Yeah. And that's something I've, I've learned working with so many people is that we're so different and we process things so differently. It's kind of like, you know, like in Shrek, he said that everyone, like he's like an onion, but everyone's like an onion. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, like all the layers. (laughs) But that's all I wanted to hit on. I just wanted to bring. I just wanted a podcast to bring light to mental health and kind of. I'm I'm here
1: for it. I liked it. It was a good one.
0: Hell yeah. And then I think next we have a crazy COVID conspiracy theory. And then, um, we're getting a very good friend
1: of mine. Um, hopefully sometime this week we're going to get together and we'll go over her theory on the coronavirus vaccine. Mostly it's more focused on the vaccine.
0: Definitely. And we <laughs> I just released a list of our couple of our next topics on our Facebook. On It's literally Witches in Space podcast um, on Facebook. But I think we're getting into um, some creatures, like the Wendigo and shit like that. It's Halloween. Yes. I'm so excited. And <laughs> October yeah. starts our second season. And I definitely want to get into some creepy stuff, some creepy stories. And I finally uh,
1: watched the rest of Sabrina, Chili Adventures of Sabrina. Amazing,
0: so. yeah very. I
1: love it. I'm, it's awesome. Watched it. I mean, that can't be the end, though. Her and Nick stuck in that void thing. That can't be
0: it. <laughs> it is.
1: So are they not making any more
0: seasons? Ah, uh, that was the last one. That sucks. That's so sad. It was, but I liked it. A lot of people were It was. Familiar, it was dark. Romantic, I liked
1: it. I guess. Yeah. My thing
0: is, they were the whole premise of it was she was Saint Son. Like, how did they expect it to end? Right. Or daughter. What do I daughter? I'm yeah. Like daughter. <laughs> um. But I think that kind of leads us into one of our topics coming up is about the devil. So That's I'm excited good. to get into, no. <laughs> into <laughs> that <Thank> <laughs> <Daddy>. <laughs> I was going to say it again, but I was like, now I'm going to start laughing. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We appreciate you and we can't wait to see you yeah. or hear from you next week.